Hey, we're both wearing black today. Oh, dude, yeah, it's nice, clean. All right, here we go, yeah. ladies and gents. It is uh, Tuesday, back from Billie Jean episode, or uh, episode, a Billie Jean marketing class, and I was listening to an episode, and it kind of influenced today's show. So we're going to hop into it. Is fear holding you back? Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Yeah, here we go, ladies and gents. Um, well, it's guests didn't show up today, and so it's just us. To be fair, they're on the other side of the world, and it's kind of tough sometimes when you're across the uh, the what is it? We can go Pacific and Atlantic, right? When you're on the other side, you can go either way and get there. Yeah, you can go either <laughs> way to get there, but I mean, you're only going to cross one, probably. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Pacific would be easier. That's why uh, the Navy goes uh, from San Diego to Australia sometimes, uh, but probably not from Norfolk to Australia, at least not yeah. very often. Yeah, they're going to go to the uh, to the UK, to Africa, to all those other places, right? Usually, how yeah, it works. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the PacWest is always going to be like Australia and, you know, most of the Southeast Asian countries. So Philippines, Vietnam, Taiwan, Thailand, you know, all the good stuff. Uh, well, depends on what you mean by the good stuff, right? Because <laughs> on the East Coast, we would go out and we would hit up all the European, Mediterranean, you know, Spain and Lisbon, Portugal, you know, like good stuff. Yeah, a lot more, a lot of good stuff over there. But we both meet up in the middle and head head to uh, Dubai and Bahrain. So. All right. Well, point is, <laughs> when you got to get across the world, it's not the easiest thing uh, sometimes to get on the show at the same time that we start. So anyways, we are here. Change the show theme to Is Fear Holding You Back? Now, this so, is uh, not what you said the subject was going to be. You totally well, phrased it worst differently. Worst case scenario, best case scenario. But here's what it comes down to, right? It's it's the fear of doing something. like. For for anybody who listens to our show, who is an entrepreneur, who is – trying something that is not within their comfort zone, right? Something that is not what they're normally up to, something that is different, right? There comes a point where fear is going to set in, right? And for for, for me, case in point, where, what I'm talking about here is when you're shifting over careers, maybe, you know, for example, if, what if I was going to leave teaching and go 100% into podcasting or marketing, right? What would happen in that scenario in my mind, right? Maybe initially there would be some excitement, right? Oh, dude, I'm going to go in this new career. I'm going to have this new job. I'm going to do this new thing. And you get excited, right, at first. But then right before you actually pull the trigger and make it happen, all those fears start to set in, right? And, and James, for example, dude, you joined the Navy out of, I wouldn't say fear, heartbreak, heartbreak right? You joined the Navy out of heartbreak, uh, and when signed the paperwork, but once it was like a reality, like once you knew it was happening, you had to have some fear set in. No, no, you didn't. No, you're uh -uh. like, get me out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly care what it because is. I was an idiot and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Okay, but fair, I will fair. tell you, uh, the moment that I showed up to boot camp at I don't know nine ten o'clock at night, whatever it was, uh, and I remember walking up to that building in Waukegan, Illinois, 
you know, just a, an hour north of, uh, of, of Chicago uh, or south of Chicago, I should say, whatever, wherever, somewhere, who knows. Um, anyway, walking to that building, like getting off the bus and, you know, getting yelled at right away and walking towards that building with my bag in my left hand, right, because that's that's how it's done. Like, that's when the fear started to set in. That's that was like, like oh, what shit, what did I just did do? I do? <laughs> what did I do? Yeah, exactly. It's got to be a little scary. Plus, well, let's talk about another transition then. Okay, so it was scary getting to boot camp, going through the whole thing. Uh, mm. Eight years down the road, you are exiting seven the years, Navy. Seven months, 21 days. There you go. Almost eight years, right? <laughs> and so there's an excitement about leaving the Navy, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But then comes the realization of, damn, what am I going to do now? Now you had the GI Bill, so you and you were and you were going to stay with me, but there had to be some more fear that set in, right? Walk me through that. Well, yeah, I mean, um, let, let's actually backtrack to you know about two and a half years before I actually got out. Um, that was that was more of a fear time. Um, I got convinced to stay in the Navy by someone who told me, hey, you know the sea duty when you're stationed on a ship like that's you working for the navy but when you go to yeah (laughs) but when you go to shore right when you do your shore rotation that's the navy working for you so go to shore go to school do this do that get yourself set up so that when you get out you know you have a, a nice solid foundation so for me for me that was the fear of i don't know what i'm gonna do afterwards so I'm going to take a little bit of extra time and, you know, try and get myself set up. So that was that was some fear. And at that time, you didn't even have a place where I could mm-hmm. stay. Uh, I mean, I sure I could have done the, um, couch, the surfing. couch surfing. I could have done the GI Bill. I could have done all those things still. Um, but there was enough fear that kept me in for another two and a half years. And that fear, ladies and gents, that fear is alive and well in a lot of us, in almost any venture that we're going to take. And so uh, I'm listening to this Billie Jean episode, and it's the same type of scenario, right? People are making a change in their life, or they're, or they're, they're deciding if they're going to commit to this change, right? So it's kind of like what you're talking about. You're, you're going to get out of the Navy. You're either going to sign those docs to stay and be comfortable where you're at because this is the, the hell you know, right? At, at the very least, this is what you know is, is secure. Yep. Or you're going to sign those other docs and say, peace out. I'm going to go do my thing, right? Right. That, that, is, that is a fear that we all go through. And so as I'm listening to this podcast episode, by the way, if you guys want to check out Billie Jean's stuff, uh, it's called Billie Jean Offends the Internet. Very vulgar, uh-huh. very funny, but very good stuff. So anyways, in this scenario, he's talking to a couple intra- entrepreneurs um, and he's, he's asking them, you know, what's stopping you? What's, what's preventing you? And just like you described, you're like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if I was going to be on somebody's couch. I didn't know, you know, where I was going to stay. Too much uncertain, too much fear kept me where I was going to be. And what Billy does in this episode was super impressive to me. I thought, oh, that's, that's unique. He started asking, well, you know, how would it feel if you were couch surfing? How would it feel if, you know, you didn't know where to go? What would you end up doing? What is the worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In your mind, let's actually go there. Let's confront this fear right up that. front, right? Yeah. And so, you know, let's let, let's kind of role play here, Ham. So let's put yourself uh, in, in a situation 
that was more recent where you were deciding, you know what, am I going to buy this insurance agency and run it 100% myself or am I going to go do something else, right? Am I going to go find a job somewhere else? Remember that conversation we had yep. when, we were, we were, when we were buying out our partners? Yep. So let's put yourself in that fear scenario uh, and let's do the worst case scenario. Mm. Let's say Let's say they bought you out. What was going to be, what was going to happen for you? What's your worst case scenario? What was your, your, your game plan? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, and you know what? I mean, I think part of the fear of what would come next was a reason why I was like, nope, nope. I, I, I know, I know that I don't want to lose what I have. And so I'll go ahead and, you know, just make that decision. Um, but I mean, worst case scenario, thinking about it, um, I probably would have. Got a job. I'll let you think about it. I'll let you think about Got it first. Job. Got a job. Got a job. <laughs> that's honestly, that's. Um, that's how you, you feel know. about working for other people, right? That's how now that you've experienced. Yeah. Now that you've experienced entrepreneurship. Yeah, uh, those there's uh, you know our our uh, other business partner person whatever she was um, Heather who uh, you know I knew that I could hit her up and be like yo I know where you're working you know hook me up whatever and I probably could have could have got a you know something there I have had have whatever uh, connections within the industry I think I probably could have found something. Uh, and I might have done that for a little while just to to hold me over. I mean, um, until I decided that I wanted to do something else for myself. I mean, I've I've that that probably would have been the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, I would have got a job. That's that's about as bad as it can get for you, right? For me. And let me let me share one that I had. You know, uh, when we first started getting into. Uh, this entrepreneurial space, right? And we started this business and I ended up quitting my job at Wells Fargo. I had a worst case scenario plan. I wasn't going to move in with mom and dad. That was like not going to be my thing. And then they ended up moving to LA. So I definitely was not going to yeah, go nope. in that direction. Uh, and my worst case scenario was I was going to live out of my car until I got back on my feet. I was just going to mm. have my 24 hour gym membership so I can go, I can work out, I can take a shower, right? And then just when I had to go to sleep, I would, you know, park my car somewhere where I feel safe enough and then, you know, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, go to 24 hour, get myself a workout and, and keep going. And that was my worst case scenario. Right. Yep. And understanding that this is the, the bottom of the bottom, the low of the low that I'm going to reach. And then mm -hmm. from here, I can go a little bit higher facing that fear and actually looking at it and say, am I willing to do that? Like, am I right. willing to go to that lowest point possible. And is it you really know, that bad? Yeah, it, it, the more I think about it, you know, the, it's it's not even just the uh the the opportunity, the the decision that we had to make about buying the business. It's also about buying out our partners. It's also just the business in general, right? I often, oh my gosh, um I I I I would get, you know, bouts of of anxiety and, you know, whatever thinking about if the bottom falls out from under me and, you know, we have to shut the business down and like, there goes our income. And I start thinking about all those things. And like, on the one hand, I could get really freaked out and, you know, worried and, and, and it did, it, it caused a lot of stress for me. 
Um, but then on the other hand, one of the things that helped me get past that stress or, 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 or cope with that stress was exactly what you're talking about. Thinking about the worst case scenario. What is the worst case scenario? If everything falls apart, everything goes to shit and, you know, I lose all of my, you know, all of my income, everything just goes away. I mean, I, I got some couches I can stay on, you know, I, I got a few places that I can go. Uh, I still have my RV, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, I'll have to sneak that away somewhere cause they'll probably try to repo it or something, but you know, <laughs> like there are, uh, there are places that I can go. Like I, I, I'm not afraid of being homeless. I'm afraid of being destitute. Like yeah. just, you know, at the, at the starting over point, starting over point. Yeah, starting exactly. Over point. Fair enough. Yep. Fair enough. But see, Part of what this exercise was doing, part of why we're we're hitting these worst case scenarios and 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 plugging into this fear is because once you realize what your biggest fear is, like like what would be the worst? You're not married, you don't have kids. I mean, you're married, you don't, but you don't have kids. If you were destitute married like ish. that, like you're married ish, right? If you were destitute like that, you wouldn't have to worry about this scenario. For me, I know I would probably have to you know move in with my in-laws and uh you know <laughs> technically they're living with me right now but uh, you know and and my you know the kids would have to i would have to depend on other people to help me with my kids and you know to put food on the table for a little while like those are probably the biggest fears and i think the biggest fear for me would be an ego shot right like yeah you know you I, i'm seen as this you know certain level of success and to hit rock bottom that's a big bruise to my ego right so to me those are some of the worst fears that i have but now let's take a second and let's like, let's flip it. Okay, so now we know what the worst case is. And if we're able to see that worst case scenario and like really pinpoint what it is and realize that, you know what? In all reality, it isn't really that bad. Mm -hmm. But if we don't take the time to actually hash it out, to think about what that option is gonna be, we can create all kinds of weird scenarios in our mind about what the worst thing can be. It's like when you go to the movie theater and you're watching a scary movie and that, you know, the sound's getting intense, dun, 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 dun. you know something big is gonna happen and you're one of two people. Well, the one person who actually watches it and kind of jumps and gets scared, whatever, keeps going, or you're the person who covers their eyes because they don't want to see what happens. And I believe that if you're the person who covers their eyes, you have a worse fear at the movie theater because you're not taking a look and confronting your fear. So your mind creates massive different types of creative things that are scarier than what actually is happening because your mind's good at that. It's good mm -hmm. at creating those fears for you. So when you're doing this activity, what's your worst case scenario when you're thinking about leaping into something and starting a new venture or, you know, investing in something, go through these worst case scenarios, pinpoint what it looks like. What's the scariest thing that can happen to you? What's the worst case scenario if everything goes bad? Because once you have it, like we just did, now we can play the other game. What if it works out? Best case scenario. What's the best case scenario? Right. So let's go back to uh, to your example, Ham. So, you know, the best case scenario, what happens if we buy our partners out? We take 100 percent control of our insurance agency. What's the best case scenario? What does that look like for you? Kicking ass, taking names, building the agency from, you know, where it is to where I had uh, been envisioning it to go for, you know, the past several years and, you know, actually creating a huge company of you know 100 agents and 45 
staff members and tiers and 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 management and departments and all of these different things i mean that was the 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 vision that i had uh you know for for years as i was building it so i mean that's the best case scenario and then all of a sudden i'm making you know i go from from i, I mean the, the hitting hitting our goal right of of thirty thousand dollars a month each like that's that's the best case scenario that's the and, that's the top, right? And you've done some uh, fun activities when it comes to uh, that income level, right? Like, oh, like yeah. what what does your life look like when you're earning thirty thousand dollars a month in, in income? What is it? What kind of life do you afford? What is what does that best case scenario look like? I love it. I love it. Um, so I had this uh, spreadsheet that I created where at the beginning of each month I would deposit thirty thousand dollars into my uh, fake account, and I would just spend like I wanted to. I mean, I would, you know, if there was something on my mind that I wanted, I would put it, you know, okay, I spent $100 on, you know, a sound bar, or, you know, I spent $50 on on dinner for myself, I went to the bar and I spent $300 on drinks for me and my friends, you know, whatever, like, uh, just anything that I wanted to spend my money plus, the expenses that I already had. So like my current rent, my current bills, you know, all of these different things. And I remember there was, you know, one month in particular where I had spent everything that I wanted to. I, I bought dinner for all of my friends. I paid for all of my friends' drinks. I, you know, spent whatever the heck I wanted to. And by the end of it, I still had like $10,000 left or something like that. I was like, okay, well, I need to find a way to spend this. So I went on the internet and I found out how much it would cost to take me and like my polycule and like some friends to Disneyland, all expenses paid for like, I think it was like six or eight people or something like that, uh, staying in a hotel for three days and, you know, the whole works. And it ended up costing like eight or $9,000. So I still had like, a thousand dollars left over. I'm like, holy crap. Like I just took everybody to Disneyland for three days, all expenses paid and there's still money there. Dude. And, and, and very similar to like, to my side, dude, I would be, I would be doing box seats probably at Padre games and inviting, you know, people that I do business with to come. I know that I would love to take a group of friends and fly private, like get a private jet just walk up to the thing, fly us over to Vegas, get a nice suite, like just the works, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's the other side of it too, right? I bet you, you could do all of that for less than 10 grand. You can, right? And that's the thing. That's the thing that this this other best case scenario side, you have to see. You ha you're so fearful of what that worst case scenario is that once you pinpoint it and you see it, now you can start looking at the other side. You know, the, the other side is, you know, I'd, I'd be able to hire people to do all kinds of these projects that I've been wanting to take advantage of, to do amazing things in, in this world. Uh, I could be able to donate to, you know, mom's uh, food kitchen and maybe instead of feeding 500 families, she's feeding a thousand families, right? Like there's all kinds of great and amazing things that I know I would be able to do if I had the capability to reach my best case scenario. Right? I mean, all kinds of cool stuff. What kind of charitable things or, or stuff like that did you want to do when you were when you were looking at your thirty thousand a month? That's a good question. Um, you know, I I don't think that I actually did a lot of the charitable 
things through that. Uh, you know, okay. So some of the charitable things, I guess we'll, we'll call it charitable. Um, I was paying the rent for uh, Danny's family, mm. right? Like, boom, your rent's paid. Don't worry about it. Gotcha. Uh, and I think I was uh, paying for uh, like mom and dad's, like, you know, throwing extra income at them and, and uh, Vanessa's parents too, you know, throwing some stuff at like, just, these are my people. This is who I'm taking care of. Here's, you know, 1500 for you, 2000 for you, a thousand dollars for you, like whatever, you know, just throwing money at them. Cause I can see. And, and so, you know, as you're, as you're going through this scenario, ladies and gentlemen, as you're working through this risk, right? This so-called risk, you start to notice that the, the best case scenario greatly outweighs the fear of the worst case scenario. Right? But Hell you yeah. just didn't lay it on the table. And that's the problem is you, you don't ever take the time to sit down and look at that fear directly in the face. It's like everything else. You want to work out. That's cool. You want to look great. You want to have a six pack. You just don't actually want to do the sit-ups. Right? It's tough. Yeah, you know, you just kind of want it. It doesn't come that way. You have to face that fear. You have to look at that obstacle and hit it head on. Right? Otherwise, you're not going to take that leap. And now when you start listing that best case scenario, when you start listing all the different people you can help, all the different organizations that will benefit from what you're doing, you know, all the different employees and lives that you're going to affect when you're implementing your process, you start to really think that it's actually selfish of you to not take that risk. Right. You're actually doing a disservice to your entire community, like to your family, to everybody else, because you're too scared to go forward in this scenario. Now, mm-hmm. I like that's it. not to say that's not to say and I'm, I'm not going to just like sugarcoat this and say, yeah, every every investment and every risk and everything you're going to do is going to be successful right off the bat. It's it's going to take a lot of work. There's rarely that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Exactly right. There's, it's not how it works. It is going to take work. It's going to take years of effort while you fine tune a process, right? It's going to take that extra hour, two hours, three hours that you're, that you could have been Netflixing on to actually put in the work to do what you need to do. But you're building this because you know that that best case scenario is within reach. It's like right, right there. If you're just willing to go out and get it for yourself. The fear shouldn't stop you anymore because you know what that fear is. Now that that becomes, you know, it becomes a whole different ball game at this point. Now it's like, okay, well, do you want to, you know, burn the bridge or burn the ships on one side and just go full force into one? Or do you want to have the business and your job as a, you know, do you want to have that side hustle and kind of build mm-hmm, as you go? Mm-hmm. That's that's neither here nor there. That's not part of this conversation. That's mm-hmm. different. This conversation is take that leap. Go out and do. Look at that worst case scenario. Look at where you're at in your life and what can that best case scenario bring to you? Could it, I mean, think about this. Let's say you're just doing it as a side hustle, right? You want to build it into something that's in your future, but you're building it as a side hustle. Most people that I know, an extra 500 bucks a month, an extra $1,000 a month will make drastic changes in your life. You can get yourself out of debt. You can buy yourself a new car. You can pay for your new lifestyle. You can, I don't know, go out and get married, take a vacation. Like there's so many things that that extra like $500, $1,000 a month can do for your life. So it doesn't have to be where you go all in and then risk everything and hit that worst case scenario. But my point here 
is that that fear that's stopping you, whatever it is that is saying, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I might. And then fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is all created in your mind. That is your imagination and your brain stopping you because it's comfortable where it's at. That's in the same scenario we talked about with James. That's why he didn't get out of the Navy because that fear of the unknown was preventing him from going out and doing what he wanted to do. And so he stayed in the hell that he was in. It's the same fear that we have whenever we're going to take a risk. We all experience that same fear. We all experience the thing that's going to stop us. But the ones that win are the ones that can look at that worst case scenario, say, I accept the terms and then jump in and do it anyways. That's what it's all about. Hell yeah. Get your ass off the couch. Get your ass out in the world and start making a difference. I don't care what it is. Maybe it's you're taking pictures, photography. Maybe you're going to cook donuts and you're going to sell that on the site. Maybe you like to print t-shirts. I don't care what it is. You're going to suck at first, but you're going to get better every day. And you are going to learn how this thing works. Take that risk. I promise you the rest of your life is going to be completely different because you are betting on yourself. And that's really what it comes down to. Ladies and gents, just a reminder, we help you get more customers by using your existing ones and creating video testimonials so they can talk about you every single day. Because business is a popularity contest. Your side hustle, whatever you're going to do, you're going to have customers in your life and you want to make sure that they are talking about you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, if you could go over there to their house and force them to do so, you would, but they wouldn't be your friends or customers anymore. So there's another way. Do it the way we do it. We create video testimonials and then you can use those for all kinds of things. You can use them to post on your social media platforms. You can send them as an email to a prospect who's on the fence about working with you. You can create Facebook ads. You can do all kinds of things with the video testimonial. It's a piece of content that talks about you through the eyes of your customer and it's gonna work for you to get you more repeat and referral business. So all you gotta do is go to businessbros.biz slash testimonials and get your butt ready, rocking and rolling and let's get some more customers walking in your door. That's what it's all about. We'll see you guys on the next time. Stop letting fear control your life. Get out there and make something happen. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.